Are you looking for a new website to place your bets? Well, I've got the perfect sportsbook for you to check out. TopNotchOdds.com. They offer dozens of betting options per game. And with live betting, well, they've got that covered too, offering literally hundreds of live bets every single game. Deposit with Bitcoin, MoneyGram, or credit card. And best of all, withdraw your money within hours of requesting a payout. So start winning money today online at TopNotchOdds.com. This is College Football Weekly. College football like you've never heard it before. Now, here's Will Chambers and Tyler Walgie. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Glad to be back here. Glad to have you all back listening. Tyler, I would have two hands in the air if I just didn't care. And I could not manipulate the volume, but we have to quickly do the he's got the fade out. The I, fade out's professional. My hands are out. in the air now too. So we have three <laughs> hands in the air in the studio. I don't know why. I can't wait till we're on uh, video and we can just get my ugly mug up here. I got a mustache now. I yeah. The, for those that can't, maybe you can hear it through the mic. You can just hear like a slight the, the swing and the yeah, you know something in his voice. And his general demeanor. See, I think there is like a material change from when you go from being just, you know, a guy to being a mustache guy. I feel like Do a you mustache feel different? guy, yes. How yes. so? How, it, elaborate. You know, the air tastes fresher. The sun seems brighter. The uh, Everything's clearer in the world. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten you know. any food stuck in there? No. Do you have a comb? I've been sending a lot of things back, though. I've been talking to a lot more managers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You do. <laughs> I can picture a guy with your mustache uh, being upset oh, excuse about- Excuse me, miss. This coffee isn't hot enough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I like it. I think you look good with Thanks. a mustache. Thanks, when well. we do- Yeah. So Tyler's been teasing. It's a little teaser. Next year, we are going to be adding- we're going to be filming in the studio. We're yes. going to be on YouTube as well as yes. doing the normal podcast. So those of you that, that can, will just listen to the audio, now you'll have an option to watch us as well to look at our beautiful For faces. the unfortunate ones. Yeah. Yes. Look, yeah. We, I, you know, I think a lot of people, I've heard people use the phrase before, faces for radio. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's us. I think you and I have faces for YouTube. I think uh, we know. We're Look, uh, let me just describe us to the, to the listeners, oh, to God. those that don't know this us. Is all right, so can you picture? Here, I'm going to describe Tyler first. So picture like The Rock. Picture a sexy. Yeah, okay. The I'm, Rock. I'm okay with this. You go ahead, Will. Okay, You're doing Rock, a great job so it's far. It's The Rock's body, Brad Pitt's face, and Albert Einstein's brain. That's that's Tyler Walgie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now me, on the other hand, I'm kind of like a uh, amalgamation of many things. You uh-huh. know, I've got like the legs of uh, of of Jerome Bettis. I have the upper body of Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, big time bodybuilder. I'm swole. I think you have the I'm rocked up. <laughs> I'd say more. You have the legs of uh, Tinkerbell. Oh, and the, uh, Tyler, know, I thought we were being honest here. You got to go out and throw uh, out some lies. As uh, the coach of the LSU tigers would say, no yeah. question. <laughs> There's no question about that. Yeah. So we are going to be on YouTube next fall. Yeah, so yeah. keep your, keep your eyes peeled for that for a YouTube channel. Uh, my must. Are we done talking about my my mustache? We, c- we can talk about the mustache no, as long as you want. I'm good. Are you sure? Yeah. You don't have any other notes you want to talk about? I'm growing it out for Vegas when I go at the end of the month for uh, the Super Bowl. You're so. gonna. Are you gonna also have like one of those it's long just, cigarette no, holders? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just I, I do feel a soft rustling in the mic. So mm. there's a great Seinfeld line, and George is asking Jerry uh, when he thinks ear hair is is becoming a problem, uh-huh. and Jerry's r- response is. I'd say when you start to hear a soft rustling. Mm, okay. <laughs> so I've always liked that uh, Seinfeld line. Yeah, so. I like it. You got the mustache not only is it good from an aesthetic point of view, it's it's pleasing to the eyes, yeah. but it also it's like a it's a flavor saver. You don't have I don't I hate that about it, man. I don't dig the mustache no? honestly. Every time I take a drink of anything, I'm cleaning it off. I'm wiping it up. It's maintenance. Oh, it's 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 you gotta really pull, too you much. You need to pull the dude move from the Big Lebowski. There's a scene where he drinks his signature drink, a White Russian. He of course has a full beard, which includes the mustache, mm-hmm. and he's got the White Russian all over his mustache, and he just goes. And he kind of slurps it in with his lower, with his, so with his bottom not, lip. Not to get, That's what you need to be doing. Not to get too racist here, oh. but are <laughs> okay. Wait, this are, is, I love how this <laughs> begins. We're talking about the Big Lebowski and mustaches, and not to get too all, racist. Aren't most Russians white? Well, we were talking about the drink, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm well, sure that's my not point. All, I'll, the I'll majority. Get back there, trust me. We'll go for full circle here. I think Russia actually has a very large. Uh, I guess you would call them Asian Russian, not kind of mm. like Asian American. So I'm wrong here. Yeah, uh, I, I think they have a large Asian population as well. They are they obviously border a lot of Asian countries. A lot of the country is in Asia. So you would say I'm incorrect. That's one of those weird. No, I think it's mostly white. I think you, I mean, look, we don't if, have to. Where do they get the name White Russian? The the drink? Yes. Well, have you ever seen a white? It's a white drink. I understand. And that. my guess is that maybe Russians were the first to add. I don't cream think if it were Kahlua. like a, a, a vibrant blue color, it would be called the white Russian. Right. Will. Well, maybe it's because they use Russian vodka for the first one. That could be it. That's my that's my guess. But Russia is one of those interesting countries where it. I I, I think I remember learning this in school because like the majority of the country is in Asia, but then part of it is in Europe too. So they. They kind of are both. Is that how that works? That their countries on both I continents? I have no idea. You're the one with all this weird knowledge. Anytime Jeopardy I need anything strange, I go directly to you. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I we've talked about it on a different show, I think last year, about uh, one of my, this is a real goal of mine. It's not a joke. <laughs> I want to go on Jeopardy. No, you don't. I do. Yeah. And I actually, so I love Jeopardy. I love watching Jeopardy. Shout out Alex Trebek. Uh, <laughs> always. He's my homie. And... I've always wanted to go. I, I love watching it. It's all about if the, the uh, there we go. There's the Jeopardy music. If you can buzz in fast enough, because you see people on there all the time That's the that key. are frustrated Everybody with their buzzer. Everybody knows the answer. It seems mm. like all three people on there know the answer. Here's Probably the for a lot of them. Here's yeah. the thing. It's Will, I have to know. Okay. Yes. Do you really think you could compete, or are you one of these people who always watches Jeopardy at home? Because the majority of people who watch, they all can eventually get the answer, but they don't understand that it takes buzzing in quickly, right, doing right, right. it under pressure. You got Trebek there, man. Trebek's a fucking legend. Yeah. That guy's looking he's at you in the, the eyes. Legend. He's the legend. He's like yeah. the legend. Yes. He's like he's like the Tom Brady of of network television. Yeah, yeah. So, I 100% agree with that assessment. And you got the audience behind him. That's tough. Another famous mustache mustache man, just like you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Look, you're you're right. The I'm, I don't know how I do under pressure as far as like you got the cameras on you. The the crowd is there. Trebek's there. That's a that's part that I don't know if I would do well. However, what I will say is that for years I I used to record it on my DVR and I would watch it all the time. Uh, 
a lot of the questions I can get quickly. It's not uh, for the most part. It's not like I'm pausing it and going, I know this one, hang on or anything like that. You're right. The, the main factor is, can you be the first to buzz in? And then a, a lot of it, I do know, like I, I have a fountain of random useless knowledge that it would only apply to that stuff. But yeah. what I will say is I need to bone up on, there's certain like categories that come up all the time. Like that's what she Shakespeare said. And uh, like world capitals and you know 18th century literature, that, that's the kind of stuff <laughs> I don't know about, and I need to bone up on before I go on there. But this is a real goal of mine that I I, I have it set because I think it's a realistic goal to say I just want to be in there by the time I'm 50. I don't need to be on soon. Is it too late to give you a uh, happy new year? No, happy new year. Happy Tyler. new year. Happy will. 2020. Happy new year to all the listeners out there. Yeah. A whole new decade. Yeah, we're in a new decade and. We only have one college football game remaining, Tyler. It's sad. It is sad. The championship game. So we had, just just to uh, go through, but we should probably start oh, with the bet board. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank we you. All right. All right. Let's. Oh, whoops. That's oh. completely the wrong. <laughs> the bet funny to you, Tyler. There we go. Yeah. Thank so you. if you follow us on Twitter, you saw. I want to see if we have the same record because I think we 15, 13, and 2. I had 14, 12, and 2. Maybe I'm not counting one. Uh, no, we each had one more. You're missing one for each of us. No, but the the bet board only counts on games we see opposite of each other. Exactly. So if we, yeah. If we don't, I had fifteen, thirteen. You had fourteen. Okay. 12. Well, either way, we you win, you're point. you're winning by two, right. and we obviously only have the one game left. So right. Tyler, the bet board champion, applause. Hats off to Tyler, the champion. Real applause. Fantastic because, job, Tyler. Because here's the thing that we all know about the bet board. Now, it came down. It was really close this year. Very close. I got the title this the first year. We're going to do this every year that we have the podcast. But here's one thing that we in the audience both all know, all know mm-hmm. about the uh, bet board. What's a big deal? It's only a game. It's not just a game. It's a war. That's right. Well, this is much more than numbers on the board. This goes deep in the souls of both of us. It's yes. going to continue for hopefully millennia to come if if this whole Elon Musk AI thing continues to go. It's a bet war, not a, just a bet board, bet war. Exactly. Yeah. So I uh, I humbly accept. Do we <laughs> do we have like a trophy or anything for this year? Did you get me a cake? Yeah, I did. I hang did on. It, it was like One the second. office. Let me, like, let me like, get like it. Jim, it's like Jim. It could only be you. That's you know? right. Yeah, no, it's a cake, and it says it, it, it. It's written in frosting. It says, "Congratulations, okay. Tyler." I want to say something. I had a twelve-two lead. Yes, eleven. Eleven wins, two losses. Yeah. It was eleven. Yep. Okay. Will had a monster comeback in the postseason, including the Army Navy game. After the regular season, Will had a comeback. Yep. As post-season. he predicted, I'm a postseason winner. I, I actually was calling you out for. I thought you were just reaching for straws in the regular season when you go, oh, just wait till the bowl season because that's where I'm going to thrive. I'm like, what else is he going to say? But it was true. It's true. So next year, I'm going to have Washington to- George Washington never told I a wanna, lie. I want to tweak some things next year. Oh, what do you- yes. uh, in, Wait a minute. <laughs> yes. Now, this is interesting. The guy who wins wants exactly. to tweak things. Exactly. I want to tweak some things. Now, I'm making Isn't the that official- convenient? I, exactly. See, Will? We're always one step ahead of the curve here. We're try- <laughs> I'm trying to make some preemptive changes. Okay. Hmm. So, I'm proposing this formally to you and the audience right now. And before I propose these changes, let's let everyone know what happened with my bet change in yeah. our Twitter. So, I was getting into that. If you, if okay. you, if okay. you follow Sorry. us on Twitter- uh, so if you listen to last week's show, 
uh, with the Rose Bowl. Tyler and I were both on the side of Wisconsin when we recorded, which was on Monday, I think the 31st or the 30th, something like that. And then uh, the day of the, the morning of the game, before the game kicked, yes, there was no uh, there was no foul play here. Tyler called me and said, "I want to change my pick. I I I feel." You know, clearly either you did some research, you had a gut feeling, whatever it was. One of my ducks. You wanted to switch to the ducks. And 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 we made it public on Twitter. That way everyone knew it was out there. And that ended up being a huge run because, Tyler, if you had stayed on Wisconsin, you'd only be up one right now. Yes. And this championship game could potentially make a tie or a tiebreaker. I'm up two, so it's over. Yeah, it is over. Yes, I know. That was the the ender. Unless you want to, like, go if you want to double down. No, I'm not going to be an idiot here. (laughs) I'm taking my uh, trophy and running. You get the win. But, yeah. The comeback was crazy, right? I mean, you basically, I went. Uh, well, first of all, I went swi- ten, and, about ten and two sw- in the postseason. About switching to Oregon at the end. I am the smart. I am so the smart. smart. I He's am a genius. the smart. I am the smart. S M R T. I mean S M A R T. The brain of Albert <laughs> Einstein. I, did I not say it? I'll, I'll tell you one I said thing. It. Will has been in my home. He knows I have the cleanliness of Albert Einstein. I know where you sleep. Yes. Yeah. So yep. that's one downfall. But, uh, a little uh, known fact about Albert Einstein. Did you know? Oh, here we go. Changing the subject. No, no, no. This is unless this, you're going to compare him to my picking to my to my no fabulous end of the year picking. Did you know? This is just uh, an odd one that most people probably don't know. He married his first cousin. <laughs> Not uh, Tyler has nothing related to from that. Uh, I wasn't. This wasn't an insult towards you or to be like he, <laughs> he married his first cousin. married his first cousin. Yes. I mean Albert Einstein. Okay. I'm not a big history guy, so I don't know the answer to this. Was that like a normal thing back then? It might have been like where a, he like was too, because this I, I believe he got married when he was still in Europe. So maybe I don't know. <laughs> Those goddamn Europeans, man. <laughs> Those Europeans. <laughs> um. So yeah, interesting, interesting that. But just to get back, I forget to it, completely where we were. We were talking about the backboard. I'm, I'm now focused talking on about, well, first Einstein. of all, we were calling you a uh, genius. Oh, and, well, and I'm you okay won the with that. We, we can keep doing that. Tyler wins the first ever bet board for the 2019 season. The best, Jerry. The best. The best. I want to get a trophy. I want to get something that we can get or a belt year after year Ooh, I to love show the, the YouTube audience. Yeah. And I something I can hold up every show well, next year. How about year this? No, no, no. And let everyone know. We need something better. Here's- we. Oh, you know what? We should have queued that up. Will. No, that we don't need to hear that, Tyler. But, but we're here, get, we, we we're talked about get, that with the Mandela We're going to get sued by Journey or... or uh, we <laughs> or talked Queen. about that with the Mandela That's effect, How much of this can we play before we get... Before, uh, I the just had a meeting with my crashing. lawyer earlier this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jackie... Uh, Jackie... Uh, what's your lawyer's name? Jackie... Onassis. Ja- <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Jackie Childs? Or uh, yeah. what's the Seinfeld lawyer? Uh, it's uh, preposterous. <laughs> it's outrageous. Jackie Childs. Jackie Childs. Yeah, that's your lawyer. You're the, this Congratulations. Is, this is for me. Well, look, look. I'm sorry. I didn't make the rules. The producer put this in the script. Wait, so does we mean I'm a champion too? It says we. It does say we. We're going to get sued. We're probably going to get sued. Jackie Childs so. will represent us though. But yeah, okay. you did win. And here's what I think. Instead of a belt, instead of a trophy, you know how uh, this will be perfect. For college football, there's the goofy rivalry trophies, you know? You've got the the golden shillelagh for USC. The golden shillelagh! So you and I need a special 
trophy that's only significant. Is to, our name going to gonna go on it? it maybe it'll, yeah, yeah, our name, or name it'll be it. called the weekly or something. I want my name on it. Okay. If I'm going to put my name on something, it's going to be award worthy. <laughs> well, the, the, the winner, <laughs> the winner will get their name on it every year. So it'll just be covered with Wills and Tyler's and a lot of Wills for sure. Um, <laughs> and so we'll have to pick that. If not this season in the off season, we'll pick what our all what right. the trophy all is. Right. We'll head I got trophy. a guy. I got a guy. You got a guy. Yeah. So Bob we can go Sacramento. down to my yeah yeah. <laughs> go uh, to my guy. Yeah, but no. Congrats to you. It was a good season. I'm glad I made the comeback. I'm glad I made it. Made it a year. competition yes, yes. because before you won those two games, you were tied. It was it was tied at twelve twelve. I was. It was tied twelve twelve. Not freaking out. Or maybe was it was thirteen thirteen. Whatever you had. I was okay. Yeah. You were you were not. I knew sweating. it was going to be fine. Uh, you were. And we Tyler was nervous. Yeah. But. We did have that. The Bulls, the last bowl games. You know one of the bigger games, Will. And are, are we going to recap some of the games yeah, right now? For okay, sure. okay, I'll wait then. Yeah. So the games that uh, that we missed in last week's show. So Virginia ended up covering against Florida. That was actually a really exciting game. Virginia yeah. only lost by a touchdown. And uh, they were close. They had a real chance there at the end. So good on Virginia. Great season. Florida Florida gets 11 wins. They're you know probably one of the top three or four teams in the SEC. Very good. We had the Louisville-Mississippi State game. Oh, no, we, we covered that one actually in the last show. And then, so let's start you with You just want to go over all your wins and give me no, the old, No, no, no. Uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll start with the Alamo Bowl, okay, okay, which okay. Tyler was on. That was a win for yes, him. Yes, yes, yes. Texas uh, destroyed Utah. It was over. Uh, I mean, it was it was 10 nothing at half, and then Texas scored 28 in the second half. Sam Ellinger had a game. Their defense played great. Utah just wasn't prepared. Clearly didn't want to be there. Uh, talk about a horrible end to the season for them. Texas has had up and down bowl seasons, and it shows to me that Tom Herman, when he has a reason to really get his team up for a bowl game, yeah. he can somehow muster that up. So, if Texas next year has a ten in two or a ten and three year, eleven and two year, ends up in the playoffs or maybe like uh, the Sugar Bowl. Look for them to blow it. But if they have an eight and four year, end up in the Sun Bowl. Look for them to go. Or just the if they're an underdog, right? This yeah, is another exactly. underdog yes, win yes. for Tom Herman, who, as you said in your Which cap, is weird. one you of wanna... the best coaches as a dog. He's yeah. really great at motivating his guys. Didn't even have to smash his head on any of his players' players' helmets to get this win which is saying something for him. No brain damage. And that helps play calling. Sam Ellinger, by the way, just announced the other day that he's returning for his senior year. Oh, good. He's we not were all worried pro. he's going to go pro. Oh, I think it's just good for them. I mean, they, they brought in a bunch of new guys on the offensive and defensive staff. Uh, I think next year will be pretty crucial for mm-hmm. Texas. If the they're Big keep 12 is opening up, man. Yep. A lot of good players leaving and a lot of good coaches leaving. We'll get there. Yep, yep. Uh, Navy. So those were the two wins. You're right. So it, it was 15-13. The ones I, I forgot to count where you won the Texas – match and I won the Navy against Kansas State. Navy covers. They beat Kansas State 20 to 17 with a field goal to win it. Navy 11 and 2 season. That's huge for them. Especially I think last year they only won 3 games. That's so big. Yeah, I mean, I thought that Navy's quarterback would get stuffed that game. I thought that he great season. I I thought the defense would game plan so much better, but they didn't. He went wild and they got the win. Yep, yep. Uh Arizona State Covers that was another win for Tyler and man Arizona they, State baby they win by six. The Devils. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they win by they win by six, and the line was only four. Now, mind you, I feel like this is a bad beat for uh-huh. people to back Florida State like me. They lose by four. They had six turnovers in that game, including a pick six. James Blackman threw. 
two interceptions in the fourth quarter. So I mean, turnovers everywhere. Six turnovers, a bunch of them late in the game too. Florida State still had a chance to go down and cover, maybe even win. And uh, man, Florida State, what yeah. what can you say? They suck. I got some. Uh, what do we got going on here? Got a violin for you to play in the background, so you can oh, talk yeah. about your bad beat. Here, yeah. go ahead. It we was got a some bad sad beat. Music. You know what? When a team has six turnovers and and misses the spread by two points, that's a bad beat. I don't care what anybody says. Arizona State only scored 13 offensive points. It's a bad beat, folks. The Knolls should have covered or won this game. I'm very sad about it. Mm. Okay. Condolences to everyone out there that's a Florida State better. Just like me. What Just about like Will? Me. What about Taggart? You think he has success next year? What, where is he now? Uh, F- uh, where Lane Kiffin was, right? FAU? No, he's at USF. So oh, that's Florida, right. Where Southern actually Florida. he was before he left for Oregon. See? Uh, he took that. Or wait, no. He, uh, where did he go? No, because the USF job went to, um, went to the Clemson coach that left. But maybe he's back there as an offensive coordinator. I think he's back in the state of Florida. FAU. Oh, he did go to FAU. Okay, you're right. My bad. So yes, he went to replace FAU. Lane Kiffin, staying in the state of Florida. I'm sure he'll do fine. The fighting there. Kiffins, whatever. Man. Uh, Georgia, the Allstate put, put Sugar your Bowl. Put stalking Lane Kiffin, kids. Bet on Ole Miss next year. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I I gotta say, I'm gonna be kind of <laughs> rooting don't know for him. About that. I'm gonna be kind of rooting for him with Lane Kiffin. They poached. Uh, this one actually hurts me as a Michigan fan. Uh-oh. So Lane Kiffin pulled. <laughs> Lane Kiffin pulled uh, Chris Partridge, who a lot of uh, most people won't know his name. He was just the safeties coach at Michigan, and you know, having a safeties coach replaced, it's not that big of a deal. The problem is that he was Michigan's number one recruiter for the last five years. Everyone feels real bad for Michigan. He right won. Now. He won the uh, Recruiter of the Year award in 2017 and in 2016 by two different recruiting sites, named the best recruiter in the country. He was always they rank the recruiters. It's not just oh this school is the, here in the recruiting rankings. They actually recru- uh, rank lead recruiters, and Chris Partridge was constantly in the top 20 top 10 he won it a couple times he takes over as the defensive coordinator obviously a big time promotion at uh Ole Miss under Lane Kiffin so that one only only makes things worse you for know Michigan. what you could say hmm. <clears throat> oh don't you don't, could say they found it. a partridge in a pear tree <laughs> how the f- how the hell are you gonna take my jokes uh, well it you wasn't swoop funny it, you so. swoop in last minute mm-hmm. you, you take my punchline you don't even deliver it right you don't even make it funny in a you ruin all, you take all the humor out of it yeah no all the humor that was in the partridge in a pear tree joke i just robbed all that humor i took a penny out of the penny jar gold uh the sugar bowl georgia and baylor georgia just flexed their muscles show they're the better team and when 26-14, they cover. They hold Baylor to only 14 points in the third quarter. A lot of that had to do with uh, Charlie Brewer. He got hurt. He got knocked out of the game. Are you willing to admit? Are you willing to admit that last year's bowl game for Georgia influenced you too much? Yeah, absolutely, 100. percent I mean, I, that was more of a. Fluke but but last it's year. not just us because that obviously that's said and done. We've had fun with that, but it's the audience too. We we want to be yeah, clear for sure. Is that every year when you look at bowl games, you have to approach every game independently, right? Yeah, and. If there is a trend, whether there's a coach or a school that does bad in bowl games, yep. fine, look deep into that. But maybe year by year isn't necessarily the way to go. Yeah, so. for sure. And, I mean, look, Georgia was just the better team. We even said that. I even said that in my cap, even though I was on Baylor. I said Georgia's the better team. I just worried they weren't going to be motivated. And I was wrong, and their defense is so good to hold Baylor to 14 points. Charlie Brewer got the head injury, got knocked out, really scary. He's had yeah. lots of concussions, and that one looked really bad. 
And so, Matt Rule's out the door. I know. Carolina Today, now. just announced. How do you think he's going to do with Carolina? Like, they don't... I think he'll do fine. Josh I, Allen, is that the, or uh, something out? Kyle Allen? Kyle Allen. Unless they bring back uh, Cam Newton. That's true. Uh, I think, I think he is a free agent yeah. or, or maybe restricted. I don't really know Cam Newton's contract stuff. Uh, look, it's a very good team. They have a lot of talent. Obviously, they have Christian McCaffrey, one of the best players in the whole NFL. Uh, I think he'll do well. He's a rebuild guy, but once again, it's just hard to know. There's a lot of guys that go from the NFL to college and can't succeed and guys that go – from college to NFL and can't succeed. Look, I just don't – in the NFL, it's so hard to predict that stuff. I, I've I've been so wrong on so many coaches, players, teams in the NFL in the past that I'm just done okay, saying okay, that I know what's okay. going to happen. It's tough to predict what Matt Rule will do. But yeah. you know what? It may be easier to predict what's going to happen to Baylor. For because sure. Because it's, it's much easier for them to slide into this hole and slide into this abyss – and go back right into Baylor football. And Baylor football doesn't have to be 2-11. But Baylor football isn't necessarily what we saw this year. And one thing I heard from a couple different podcasts um, was that Matt Rule had an extension that was kind of unprecedented to high school coaches in Texas. And Texas is a very insular place, as you know, Will, and, and what do you mean? He, well, let, he was let, a let high school finish. coach. Let, let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. It, it, not necessarily. I don't know his background. Whether he was a high school coach before or his connections allowed him to get his webs and his to high school coaches in Texas. But Texas recruiting does not necessarily work like recruiting everywhere else. If you're a big recruit in California, Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi, or even up north in Michigan, Ohio, so on and so forth. It's more of a process to where it's open, right? The coaches are uh, not necessarily... Of course, there's individual cases and scenarios, but overall, in general, there's no bias, right? Right? They'll talk to whoever, give information to whoever. They're okay with that. They want their players to get get out wherever. Texas high school coaches, it's become known within kind of the sports community that Texas high school coaches prefer to have their players stay in Texas. Right. And it's very political to where coach to where recruiters who have the inside track often get good recruits. That's why we see guys like Matt Rule able to recruit so many good guys so fast is he had the inside track. He knew so many high school coaches in Texas that were essentially not you know force feeding these guys to him, but saying, "Hey, man, if you want to play play good football, get to the NFL. So go to so, this guy. Go play for Matt Rule at Baylor. So it became easier for him. So it's not just that Matt Rule's a great coach; it's that he had the upper hand in recruiting in yeah. a great recruiting state. So if the next guy comes in and is a great coach but doesn't have that, expect an immediate fall off for Baylor. Even yeah. if he's great X's and O's, right? You have to recruit in Texas to keep up. Yeah, I just think that. I don't doubt that he that he had advantages in recruit. I mean, anyone who is a power five school in Texas well, is going but, to have but, an, but, an but inherent just, advantage. Just, but just look at their starting eleven this year right. on offense and defense. Right. You know, once you get to the depth and get to the backups, Baylor really doesn't compete that well. It's the starters, and they look but like most of those guys. I mean, do they have a bunch of young starters? Because this is only his third season. Well, there. but a lot of JUCO guys and a lot of those transfers, because, and because it's only his third year, and the, you can't forget his first year they were one and eleven. Right. His second year they won seven but, games, but in they the third do year, have they a lot of contributing sophomores. And, 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 and look, he, he he was able 
able to bring guys in immediately. Yeah. And that's one thing that I heard is that if he would have stayed there, you know, he, he brings guys in. But that that's a real thing. So my, I guess my point is for Baylor, their next coach has, has to, be to be a to great recruiter yeah, and has sure. to have those connections and for has sure. to be a Texas guy. Well, so. at, least, at least he proved, because I think when all of these sanctions came down from the fallout of Art Bryles at Baylor, I think that there were probably a lot of players who were just scared to even take a risk to go back there and rebuild it because they don't know if it's capable again. Right. Matt Rule has proven, hey, we can win here. Uh, uh, you know, Players can win here. Coaches can win here. So you're right. It, it will depend on who takes over for him, If they whether they promote someone within. That'd be my guess, at least for the year, because you're not going to find many open you know, coaches jumping at this point of the year. This kind of happened you know, right after the end of the season. I don't know who's going to take that job. You never know. Uh, some people called Matt Rule an idiot for taking that job when he left Temple, by I the mean, way. I mean, right. It, yeah, but it's a weird time because he didn't really set them up well. I mean, Baylor could have been interviewing and checking yeah. other coaches. Yep. And they, they missed out on, on a couple guys. Clearly, so. he's got NFL aspirations. I know he was an offensive line coach for the Giants. I even read that on Twitter there was a report that uh, once he got the contract offer from Carolina, he went to the Giants and said, hey, if you'll match this, I'll come be your coach. And they said no. Yeah. And then they go and hire some other guys. So, uh, But whatever, still a great year for Baylor. And uh, you hope that they can stay competitive and continue to be successful in the coming years, regard, you know, whoever uh, takes over for them. But the win uh, goes to Georgia, 12-2 and two year, another good, really good year for Kirby Smart. And they just seem like they're, for Georgia, they're just so close. They're right there. They almost won the national championship in his – second year there and Kirby Smart's second year at Georgia and they're right there and I feel like that's a dangerous spot to be in where you know how close you were do, are, and then do you're you have right a riff? there. Can, can I run out real quick? And, yeah, uh, sure. All right. All right. Uh, Tyler got to run out. I believe he's got uh, some special food being delivered. No, but yeah, look, it's it's tough whenever you talk about a team that, that knows they are capable to compete on the highest level but just can't quite get it done. It becomes a mental thing for them. It becomes it becomes it's in the heads of the players. Say, well, you know, we know we can, and we just have to prove we can. It's not quite the same thing as 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 being perennial underdogs. They, they don't. Ha Georgia has the target on their back that you would expect of a team that has won championships before, and yet they haven't. Right? They've won SEC championships, and they've been to SEC championship games, and they've been very successful. I I, I would put Georgia right on the the there's the top tier right so the, the top tier is alabama clemson and ohio state i think that's pretty much undebatable right now in college football and then maybe the tier right below that lsu may be joining the ranks that of the of that tier but i think right below them you put lsu you put georgia and then maybe maybe you put another team in there gosh it's tough to say but i would put georgia what i was talking about tyler tyler's back in the studio is Georgia being right below that top tier. So the top tier of college football programs right now, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State. LSU belongs in that mix? I'm saying LSU may – they may be there after. If they, if they win it this year – If they win the national championship, no. But that's just, that's, just, that's just one year. Yeah, but, but they've also been close in the past. Oh, so it's not like they came out of nowhere. I mean, LSU's been a very good team, and then to win another national championship, I think they would be right there. But right now I would put – that second tier that's right behind them. Is you know what LSU Georgia stands LSU. for, Will? Let's settle down, okay? 
Tyler. Tyler with the I don't joke. think we should, I, don't, I don't think we should freak out because they're winning one great I'm not year with Joe. Freaking you out. realize that Joe Brady's going to be gone probably next year, if not in two years. No, I, I actually and, don't think that's true. And Joe Burrow is gone next because, year. Well, yeah, Joe Burrow is gone. Coach O basically came out and said that that he basically confirmed they're working on extending Joe Burrow to make him a Tiger for a long time. So I think they know what they have in him. They're not going to let him go. But mm-hmm. regardless, George is right there. I just think that it's a tough spot to be in when they are so close and they can't quite get it done. I'm afraid I'm afraid for Georgia fans there may be a drop off to where but a drop off from just just from It seems to me Georgia is in this spot to where they can only go down. Like what's the improvement? Exactly. Well, it, it, it's winning a national championship, yeah, which or they've they been have very a, close to doing. An equal season where they go 11 and 1 again and right. it's, you know. But see, but that's like a weird spot to be in because I don't know. That, that, but not, that's the SEC. Not many teams that, can sit at that top level where where they're very good but just can't quite get it done. And I'm afraid that that can enter into the minds of the players where they, right. they get like a mental block. So, But whatever. Bulldogs get the win. Good for them. They get the, the Sugar Bowl redemption from last year. The Rose Bowl. I've been working on my Ed Orgeron. The Bulldogs. That's so bad. You know, we're going to play the Bulldogs <laughs> That's next better. Year. That was better. We're going to play the Bulldogs. We're going to play them Bulldogs. You know, what do you... Go uh, Tiger. Sir, sir, what do you want to eat? You know, give me some of that uh, gumbo. I want the uh, raw gumbo, gumbo. Turnip stew. <laughs> he likes that's <laughs> a, he said before his favorite meal is uh, turnip, turnip stew. stew. Uh, the Rose Bowl. How good was the Rose Bowl, Tyler? Oregon, Wisconsin. This game was so good. It was so good. It Will? was. It was. Such I loved a great it. Game. I made a, a really lot of money game. on it. Yep. I sealed my fate in the bedboard on it. Yep. My boy Justin A. Bear. <laughs> Looks great. A bear. A bear. Yeah, wee wee. I mean, come on, dude. Those teams were so... And It I, was a perfect I, matchup. I think that the listeners who really listen to the show, it's funny. You listen to Will, and Will's really good at... at sometimes, not necessarily, the winners, <laughs> but you're really good at predicting the flow of these games and how they're going to... I, I think, honestly, if you focus the way you handicap and in, in, in doing a whole podcast with you for a year... I think if you focused on over unders, you would be really, really good at those. I don't know. But here's man. the thing. Here's the thing: is I know that your first instinct is to say that, but over unders, it's not about necessarily the the the. Everyone thinks it's just about the point totals and looking at what they've scored and all that. It's not about that. It's about the flow of the game. And if you can accurately predict the flow of any game, you're going to get really close to over unders. So I think that that's what like. If you just if you were forced to bet over unders for every game, I think that you'd be profitable because you're because you're good at predicting the flow. You're not all. Let's say I don't know, just randomly, Tennessee, Penn State cross conference game, right? You would be you may not get the spread right, but you'd tell everyone how that game would go. Maybe I'll get the spread right and get the exactly, and, 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 and you do <laughs> get the me, spread Tyler. right. And look, we had it came down to two games, but that's so not my point. I'm not I'm not trying to do that. You, you get my <laughs> yes, point yeah, though. No, I'm just you, you do often get the spread right, but more than not, the way the game unfolds, you get right. Yep. Some things go wrong. Some things go right. But so that's why I think let's do that next year. Like make a note to occasionally okay. do we'll an over that. under. We'll oh, that. and we never did this. We never did my four my, my things for next year. We we got on a little tangent and we never got back to my Your proposal. Oh, okay. For next year for changing I thought, I thought you were, said we were. Oh, well, okay. Remember that? I, I I didn't tell you about this, but I have something for that later. Okay, so save so it. Save it. So for everyone who was waiting for it 20 minutes ago, keep waiting because we'll get 20 to minutes it. from yes, now. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, no, but look, this game, I, do you know what the total was for the Oregon-Wisconsin game? Because I think the 60s, went, mid-60s or so. So it went under. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was a great game. 
Both teams are just very talented. This was a uh, a a matchup. There's a lot of good and interesting matchups, but this was one where it felt like these two teams were so evenly matched. It was really good. You love it when, especially when the classic, the Rose Bowl. I mean, how good is the Rose Bowl? The granddaddy of them all. You got the Rose Bowl parade. You got the stealth bomber flyover, which is the coolest flyover I couldn't even of see all it. time. It was so uh, it was invisible. <laughs> uh, Tyler was looking on his radar screens while he was watching this game. And he's like, "What plane? I don't even see it. This is crazy. There's not a plane over over it's exactly Pasadena." What happened. Yeah, it was cool. I-, I love the Rose Bowl. That one's that's. A, I mean, I got so many games on my no, on my bucket great, list, man. and that's one it. of them. I was really happy about that one. And great game from from Oregon's defense. Really great game from Justin Herbert. Uh, he had three run- rushing touchdowns. Yeah, the rushing set yeah. over the top for sure. For sure. Yeah. He was big. And then we had the Outback Bowl. Tyler's Hello, Bow. Back in an Outback special. Yeah, it's, that's British. That was not uh. Australian, mate. <laughs> all right? You got. Also, all jokes aside, you got to send all the positive vibes and yes. thoughts and prayers to all the people of Australia yes, being affected by the sure. wildfires. Definitely. Really scary stuff down there. So now that we've said that, now we can. Talking all Australian accents, Yeah, yeah, totally. Throw it in the ute. We gotta go Bendigo. Go get a blooming onion in celebration of this. The bloomings are great. Well, we were both wrong, man. Minnesota, how good is how good is Jerry uh, Jerry Kill? Jeez, that's a throwback name for Minnesota. How good is PJ Fleck? In in these big game matchups in national TV, we've got the best name in college football, PJ Fleck. They were awesome. They outplay Auburn. Even had a kickoff return for a touchdown. If not, but for, we'll, if not for that, then we have okay, seventeen okay. offensive points. I want to be careful here. I don't know how motivated Auburn was for that game, and I was wrong. <sighs> I was I don't know. dead freaking wrong, man. They came out. They were they were ready to go initially. They looked it like t- they wanted they, it exactly. Initially, they did. I agree with that. But over the course of the game, they were on vacation mode. The the more it's like the more you go on. That's why they talk about when you play a team like Air Force, a team you beat me on in in the postseason. Yes, I did. Thank when you. you get to the fourth quarter, they wear you out, right? Yeah. That's that's how certain teams play. That's, that's my how point. Auburn should play. By exactly the way. my point, Will. So it got to the fourth quarter, the third quarter, and fourth quarter when Auburn should have been turning their gears from four to five. They were fucking revving down. They were getting ready for Pina Colada. But is that because and getting caught in the rain? Is that, is that because they weren't motivated, or is it because? Maybe Minnesota is actually tougher than no, them. No, no, I, I completely, and I lost this game with you, right? right? So I'm not yeah. being, but I completely refuse to believe that Minnesota's the better team. And if they, we, what do we do? What, what's my favorite game to play? If, if, if some, if Warren Call Buffett, duty. if Warren Buffett went to each team and said, "All right, players on this team and coaches on this team." If you win, every point you win by, everyone gets a million dollars. There's no fucking way Auburn loses that game, man. The The motivation was gone. The second half, the sizzle was gone. They were ready to, to stop playing. They could have cared. What, uh, what, what bowl was this? The Outback Bowl. They could have cared less about the Outback Bowl against Minnesota, who they probably never even heard of before no look uh, i want to say you're I, right I because hard time i want to say you're right that because auburn was all max effort 100 percent through the game in minnesota and pj flick just willed their way to a win i don't believe that i want i want to say you're right because our caps were the, it was the same my cap was that was that auburn was the better team and i and i believed that going in but i when i, I watched the whole game and i don't think it was just the first half that auburn because obviously auburn came out they wanted it it was a physical game both teams were were hitting hard I what I think 
it came down to is that Tanner Morgan is is much better than Bo Nix. Dude, I so disagree. So much better than Bo Nix. I so disagree, Will. I don't know, man. Bo Nix had a bad game. I think that motivation is tough to see. I think that we all want to see something when we see motivation. Like you just said, they were hitting hard, right? Yeah. It's so... Sometimes if you're playing with like 5% less motivation... That shows fifty percent. Like you yeah. can, you can, you it's can't magnified. always necessarily tell through the hits or through a certain play by play, but it'll show over the course of sixty minutes. Man, that's my point. Is that it? it, it it's not play by play, and you can't always see. But you can. I just have such a hard time believing, Will, that that Minnesota imposed their will on the Auburn Tigers. And, you know, it's like, come on, man. I, I really don't believe that. Maybe you're that. right. I think Minnesota, that was their national freaking championship. In Auburn, it was a nice bowl game. Right. And throughout the course of 60 minutes, when you're, when you're you're let's say you're playing basketball against someone who's a little bit worse than you, but they're going all out the whole time. They're eventually going to pull ahead. Like, Minnesota was relentless, man. That coaching staff was relentless. They're calling fake punts in the late in the third. Auburn's, like, ready to milk the clock, and they're calling fake punts. It was just different mindsets throughout yeah. the whole team. So Maybe again, once they got I, down, the players, the yeah, Auburn players. That's my point. Yeah. And they're going, dude, let's just change. And it's not like they're, like, it's not like everyone's sitting on the sideline just so demoralized and so bad, but occasionally, you know, one player may be thinking a little bit, let's, you know, my girlfriend's waiting back in Auburn, we have plans, so on and so forth. Again, it's just hard for me to buy that Minnesota imposed their will against Auburn and, and, and just took that win from them. I don't buy it. Yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, I I don't know if imposed the will is maybe... I, maybe what I'm just trying to say is that Minnesota really impressed me. Is that they played way yeah, better than I thought they sure, would against man. it. What it was a very good Auburn team. I mean, it's easy to throw motivation in there, but the fact of the matter is Auburn hung almost 50 points on Alabama and could only score 20 because they were Minnesota. max motivation. Right. But it, and it's that's a little bit point. more than that. I think motivation is probably the main factor. But I think that that PJ Fleck coached the hell out if, of that game. If, if the winner of that game. Went to the playoffs. And Auburn's there was winning. Some, yes, Auburn's winning. Auburn yes. wins the game. Yes, you're right. But even still, I mean, look, you, you know the Auburn coaches weren't weren't. Uh, they didn't mail it in. I think that Gus Malzahn was trying and that, to and win that game. And that's what they do. Gus's head was blowing up. That yeah. he wanted that game more than anything. And he was calling the plays because their exactly. offensive coordinator is gone. And that's so, as a handicapper, you know what you have to do. You look at the players. We just kind of drew the conclusion players probably weren't max motivated we just said gus was absolutely he wanted that freaking game yeah all what, the coaches do yeah so in what, every game so I what think. can we conclude based on that next year going ahead when we're handicapping gus Melzon, may be down a half point for his motivation interesting if he can't get his players ready to play in these games we're gonna downgrade him moving forward folks it never helps to beat yourself up and look back look back what it helps to do is learn from for next game, for next year, next season. So next year, whether it's early or late, when you're evaluating, is Gus Malzahn going to motivate his guys for this game? Maybe a half point down. Interesting. Yeah, well, the players on Minnesota were certainly motivated. Tanner Morgan, he had you know a pretty standard game. They don't ask him to throw a ton. But you look at their running back, Muhammad Ibrahim, he had 20 carries, 140 yards, and a touchdown. And then Tyler Johnson, their best player by far, their wide receiver, total stud, I don't know if he is a senior, if he's draft eligible, but this guy's got future NFL written all over him. Oh, for sure. 12 catches, 200 yards, two touchdowns. He had a huge <laughs> game. Just he's a beast. unreal, man. Oh, he's yeah, so for sure. so good. Yep. And then uh, we move on to the, which, by the way, the Citrus Bowl. And Tyler, I got to give you credit because 
I scolded you last <laughs> week when we talked about the when you said the Verbo Citrus Bowl, and yes. I said, no, 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 Tyler, you're so stupid. It's the VRBO, because that's how I always thought it was. Then I'm watching the game. It's Verbo. It is Verbo. It's not VRBO. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is I've always heard people say, let's VRBO it, or you know, whatever, and apparently it's Verbo. Thank you, everybody. Not only do we get the crown, we are right with our pronunciation. Uh, what about a spelling bee? Maybe it's Do you because watch the spelling bee? No. That is intense. I don't know about intense. It's it's entertaining, little, maybe. Little <laughs> I don't think intense Indian is a proper kids with glasses. Hey, there's a couple Way Americans in there. <laughs> Future dentists of America. Didn't they like call off the spelling bee because it was too competitive this year? There were oh too many people that were that qualified. How 2019 or 2020 now would that be? Yeah. It's too competitive. They all win. No, I think it was just Not like there were too many, there win, were too many so. kids that qualified. And so they said... This will take too long or something like that. Why don't they put half of them in dentistry You know what they school? need to do? If they wanna, half of them in law school and half of them Well, they all just have great memories. Me. What they need to do is just make up words on the fly and make them spell <laughs> it. And if they get it right, then you that's fine. You know what? That's actually a really good point. Yeah. It's, not about, it's about fucking memorizing the words. Yeah, exactly. They're not it's about yeah. spelling. Right. And yet they, every time they go, These can kids I get the country of origin? These kids would be just as good at history or anything uh, else. You can right. memorize like, like leaders and, yeah, and stuff like that. for sure. They're future Jeopardy players just like me. But in the Verbo, which by by the way, Verbo is a stupid name. VRBO sounds professional. By the way, Verbo okay, well, sounds like well, some stupid <laughs> plush toy that rolls around on the ground like a like. What were those things? Oh, what were those those toys called? Um, Furbies. Oh, I, I kept God. thinking about Furby every time I heard of a Verbo. Furbies were like these creepy stuffed animals that moved and talked. And I think my sister had a Furby. Those were the oh, first yeah. government installed devices in the house to listen on surveillance conversations <laughs> yes absolutely a furby a yes. an nsa furby that's i love you <laughs> that's secretly listening to everything you say and now uh, trump is just in every conversation and yeah you never know. furby's listening yeah. furby's listening to all of you that's right be I'm careful furby. all the parents out there tell me all your secrets <laughs> What's your social security number? <laughs> no, those would be the Chinese toys, right? Oh, um, TikTok. You've heard about TikTok, right? Uh, yeah, wait. TikToks? I love TikTok. No, TikTok no, is I like know a about social TikTok. media app. Yeah. Yeah. It's for like 12-year-olds. No you, adult has a TikTok, just so you know. It's it's run, though, by by China. You, yeah. re, you know, It's like a Chinese app. Uh-huh. And they came out last week with all of the countries who had hacked them because they're a major like hack like target. Mm-hmm. And there were was... Most major countries, but China was on there. Interesting. So, uh, well, you know get what? Get rid of TikTok on your. Let phone them folks. have. I don't like what. What information do they get? They're learning all the dance moves that eleven-year-olds know because that's all TikTok is. They Ten-year-olds that go and dance. I don't care about the eleven-year-olds dance moves. If they get a hold of my dance moves, that's right. There's that, going to be hell to pay. Wars have been started for Jeez. less. <laughs> you ever played Dance Dance Revolution? <laughs> yeah, once, once or twice. I played Ooh. something similar with my little sister once. She was young. <laughs> Not I'm very the good DDR at it. champ of the world. I, I got the fastest feet in the West. I don't. I <laughs> have. Uh, it's actually uh, not to bring the the mood down and make this a sad thing, but I oh actually have God. a very terminal uh, terminal <laughs> illness called white man's dancing. <laughs> you do white man's disease. You're when too when white. it comes to dancing, I'm as white as it gets. I have no rhythm. It's a it's a very it's a sight to be seen. If you ever do see me dancing, first of all, very rare. It's like seeing Bigfoot. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you are one pathetic loser. Very true. No, I'm not a dancer. Uh, the Verbo Citrus Bowl, Michigan and Alabama. One that I got right, and Tyler. Okay, hold on. No, uh, uh, no, you don't no get, 
this is great. Get, this, I'm so glad this. this came up. I beat you by two games, and I gave you a gimme. Yeah. I should have beaten you by three games. What, what did we say in last week's show? The tower would use this yeah, as an excuse yeah. if he lost. It's not, Either no. way, and say, oh, this I gave is, it to this you. This is what I said. I was going to get the win You anyway were all over Michigan, And dude. say that I... No, go back and you listen, You were folks. all over Michigan. If anyone out there wants to know, scroll down three or four millimeters and hit the millimeters la- and hit the last show is that a metric gonna, what's a millimeter se- i was gonna say centimeters but i think it's more millimeters to be accurate and click on last week's show and listen to my handicap for that game i liked alabama i wanted alabama but i wanted to put will in a um i guess we'll say a you put me in a pretzel yeah, like a like a like a not real like a salted pretzel with the arm mall. lock yeah. through the game. So if Michigan happened to come back and win, he would have to give me the game on the bet board. If Alabama covered, like we both thought they would, I take the loss. But Will doesn't have the satisfaction, or Will doesn't. You know, I'm not happy because Michigan. He's won. not happy. Yeah. Well, they would they covered the first half line. They were they were winning at halftime, sixteen to fourteen, and actually looked really good. And then Alabama came out in the second half. Shut out Michigan, kept him kept him off the board entirely, and reminded everyone that they're Alabama. <laughs> Tyler's mic just fell off the mic stand, uh, having some technical difficulties here. Uh, yeah, and Alabama. Look, this is exactly how I thought it. I mean, actually, I, it's not exactly how I thought it would go. I did wouldn't have guessed Michigan would be up at halftime, but I did think that Alabama would just pull away and be the better team eventually. And for them, you know, that's what happened. They won thirty five sixteen. Mac Jones had three touchdowns. Najee Harris We're back in action, was a way. beast, had a big game. How, how do I sound? You sound great? Good. Uh, you look great, too, the mustache. Jerry <laughs> Judy, uh, he had a That's big a game. <laughs> this is an insane stat line. Six catches, 200 yards on only six catches, and a touchdown. The judge. He announces he's going pro. A lot of the guys in Alabama are going pro. I think he'll, of all the receivers that are going to be going pro this year, and there's so many good ones, I think he's the best. Jerry Judy is so good at everything. He's I think he's great. I think there's so many good receivers coming out, as you sh- as you said. He will be the best immediate possession receiver. Now, who knows? It's always so tough to tell. I could honestly see, you know, you fast-forward seven years, I could see CeeDee Lamb being the most effective yeah, long-term really good. Like a slot. Like, a, like, like, a, like, remember Percy Harvin? How oh, good yeah. he was? I could see CeeDee Lamb doing kick returns in the NFL. Slot, you know, I mean, yeah. so... CeeDee, oh, he's a stud. Yeah, man. so it's tough to say long-term, but short-term, I certainly agree that uh, there's no doubt. Yeah, Jerry Judy's a yeah, freak. Yeah, Jerry Judy's the man. And last... Or T. Higgins, maybe, too. Uh, there's so many he's of these guys. good. Man. There's so many of yeah. these guys. Because T. So Higgins loaded. doesn't get the volume because of everyone else in the offense, but T. Higgins is runs great routes, I mean, you talk about a possession receiver. How many he, good Clemson receivers are in the pros exactly, right now, too? A ton man, of them. Exactly, man, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. Uh, and then last but not least, the Gator Bowl. We were both right. Indiana covers. They lose. They were close. They had a chance there at the end against 10. In fact, they had the lead. They were. It looked like they were going to be beating 10. At, at the end of the third quarter, it's 19-9, to and it seemed like it was over for Tennessee. They looked terrible. They score a touchdown. It's now, uh, I think it was 22 to uh to 20 at that point and they no it's 22 17 excuse me 22 22 17 and tennessee kicks a this is about five minutes left in the fourth they kick a fake onside as a trick onside play indiana didn't see it coming they get the ball back they go down and score take the lead and that's it tennessee gets the win eight and five year after starting one and three and losing to georgia state really good turnaround for 
Jeremy Pruitt and the Vols. You got big for them. They had such a bad start to the season. Any team, most teams would have let that kind of impact the team. Yeah. They didn't crumble. They kept going, got some wins. You have to give it up. Well, I know both of us were really down on them early in the year. They fought back. And I think if there's one team talking about season win totals that you can't bet on next year, it's Tennessee. I mean, talk about unpredictable. Yeah, for Those sure. Those guys could, I mean, freaking, I could see them 9-3. and three. I could see them 3-9. and nine. For sure. So I agree. That, they're tough for me. I think they're doing the right thing, and I think they finally instilled the right feeling around Tennessee, but they're not back. I mean, Tennessee, the way I remember them, and maybe this is a small window in time, but when I grew up watching t- college football, Tennessee was always great, if not good. At least competitive, man. The 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 what is it? The third Thursday in, in uh, October, uh, Tennessee, Alabama. Is that what it's called? The Thursday, the third uh, Thursday in October. I don't know. I don't know if that's what they call uh, it. I think it used to be a real rivalry. I that's think for sure. that's it. But I think it's still the same day all the time. The Tennessee Alabama game. Uh, I digress. That used to be a real game. Every year you looked forward to Tennessee Alabama. Now all Tennessee's games. Now yeah. it's a write off. It doesn't right. even make national television. It doesn't even make regional TV. And Tennessee's so, a write off too. Exactly. I mean, they're not man. what they were with Sol Fulmer. So, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I like Tennessee. I like their jerseys. Yep. I like their stadium. I think their Very fans cool do a great job. They're in the SEC. They've got the fast track to For sure. if they can get a recruiting class, a couple Tied together, they're going to be great again. So I agree. They're, they're at least doing things to get in the right direction with the Tennessee. Yep. Well, it's been an awesome bowl season, and uh, we mentioned it. It's a new year. It's 2020, and so it's a new year. Tyler, you mentioned Just obviously 20 minutes ago that uh, <laughs> that you wanted to talk about some changes, and we'll kind of do it this way because what I was the question I was going to present to you is that college football changed a lot from 2010 to 2020. It, we saw so many changes. We had the the playoff. We saw uh, f- whole philosophies on offense change across the board. At the, at, in 2010, you know, the spread offense was still kind of a new thing. Not that many teams were running it. Teams weren't perfecting it. It was you still saw a lot of old school. I mean, remember what an s what a uh, a Alabama LSU game used to be oh, yeah. like. It was oh, like yeah. nine to six, and now they're high scoring events. Right? Yep. We've seen a change in college football. So Tyler. Definitely give me the changes you want to see for next year, and then give me give me some predictions for the next decade. Things that we'll see when we're looking back at it in 2030 that are new to well, to this decade. To I want to go the, tw- the roaring 20s. I want to go two different directions with this. One is I have predict I have recommendations for us and okay. for what we're going to do next year on the show. Yeah. Okay. But but to go to your question, I think the first step, and this is going to be obvious to a lot of people, but the first step college football has to make to change is going to an 18 playoff. Yeah. Getting all five conferences in, three at large bids. Yep. Which I think should include one automatic group of five. I don't know about automatic. I think I, that they I, should I be think auto. strong. Yeah, but what if there's no good group of five team? Best. Give me the best. Because then you only have two at large As across the five. Of the, like, what happens if, if the runner-up in the Big Ten, the runner-up in the ACC, and that, the runner-up in the Pac-12 are all really good, and the best group of five team is Boise State, and they're 10 and 2? Then you put Boise number eight. Always no. reserve one spot for group of five. I don't think you reserve they, it. I think that they'll get it if they deserve l- it. But let me tell you my rationale for this, okay? 
I believe that if you're going to make a sport a true sport, and if you're going to allow everyone the opportunity to play in the sport, you have to allow everyone the opportunity to win the sport, okay? I believe, I truly believe right now, if the Wyoming Cowboys next year go undefeated 12-0, and Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma are 12-0, and let's say Florida is 11-1 and they have good wins over LSU and Alabama, okay? I believe Florida would get in over the Wyoming Cowboys next year in the playoffs. I think that happens every year. Yeah, where a good, for sure. Okay, so my point is that if you play in college, if if, if the NCAA allows you to play Division One college football, you got to have a fair shot. So by allowing a the best Group of Five team to be in the playoffs, you're you're. I, I think that opens the door to the Wyoming's, Boise State's, South Florida's, Central Florida's to now say, look, guys. If you now there's a tangible goal, if we go undefeated, we're gonna be we have a shot. We're gonna be in the playoffs. We're probably gonna play the number one team. We're probably still gonna be the number eight seed because let's not forget, Will, we're not discriminating any conference. We still have all five conference champs and two at large bids. So this is assuming there's great teams who won their conference and a couple great teams behind them, right? So this still has essentially. Uh, uh, a room for error for two teams. The sec- the, the next two, two best teams get in, and then the group of five. I truly believe you have to allow every team from Air Force to Alabama a true fair shot to win the title. Okay, yeah, that's like that's. I think that's a nice. Uh, your your heart's in the right place, a hundred percent. I'll say that. I don't think that I'm you're a nice guy. Will yes, you are. But to say that they get an automatic bid. I don't think because then there's inevitably going to be a year where the best gr- group of five school is only ten and two. But and there's have- inevitably going to be a year this year where you have four teams and there's three elite teams, right? Yeah, you can never help what the inevitabilities are going. Yeah, but to what bring. if there's a better team that deserves it more? So you mentioned I'm just going to use the two schools you said. You said Wyoming. and You Florida. really think that that, that that if there's five conference champs and two at large, there's still going to be more teams who deserve it more than a group of five? No. Well, here this is what I'm saying because you mentioned if Wyoming goes undefeated and Florida is what? Did you say 11 and one? I or said 10 11 and one. Okay. Yeah. So let's just look at it. This is the 2020 Wyoming football schedule. Here's what the, they do play Utah at home. That would be their best win. Have, I didn't know their schedule. Right. You no, know I know, point, but, but no, but this is this this is a perfect example because if they are twelve and zero and their best win is Utah at home week three and their best conference, I mean, they have to play at Colorado State and they play Air Force. That they, they, would have a win over Boise State at home too. So it's not like it would be a total cakewalk. But the rest of their games are, and then Florida is eleven one. Their only loss is to LSU. Okay, who's better? Who deserves it more? But while, while we're talking about changes to the sport, right? You have a valid point. Way weak strength of schedule. If you're talking about strength of schedule, they don't even belong in the same conversation as yeah, Florida. Then that's why you don't give them an automatic. No, no, no. Bid. then that's why. If we're talking about changes to the sport, we create another division. We create the group of five and the power five. A group because, of five playoff. Y- yes, I'm and, all and for that. Separate that because will if your if your rationale is Wyoming can go undefeated, but based on who they play, they don't deserve it. Then, then they're never going to have a chance. Yeah, these but teams they, are never going to have a shot. I don't think they do deserve a chance. It, okay, so then our so then if you our play co- the Mountain West. So then I'm not our sure coll- so then our collective. I'm I'm okay with this. Our collective recommendation for the sport would be. Chop it in half. Here's what I would Chop say. Chop this puppy in half and create another whole division. I do like the idea of creating a, let's call it another four, 18 playoff for the group of five. 
but still leave open the option. If UCF is 12-0 and we think they're that good, the committee can put them in the normal college football playoff, and then if they leave them out, then they'll be the one seed in the, in the, in the group of five. I just think it, it, as long as there's a way to divide it to where if you're in the Mountain West or the WAC or whatever, if you go... If you have an 11 and 1 season, I have a hard time believing as a sports fan my whole life that if you go 11 and 1, that's not worthy of something, you know? Yeah, I agree. But right now it's it's like undefeated or bust for any of these teams not in the Power 5. Right. But if you go 11 and 1, it's not oh, fair it, for everybody. I agree but, with but you. But it should be. And that's that's and that's look, just, it's yeah. not about fairness cuz fair's not the right word and you just, uh, but but it, the, every everyone should have a shot. Right. And everyone should have a at least a somewhat of a chance to, to win the championship. Like, what's the what are you playing for? And and I understand, look, the world of college football, folks, the law of numbers, there's a lot of high school players out there who want to play college ball. So there's always going to be enough guys to fill these teams. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. Right. Right, but, but there should be a different system to where if you do play for San Diego State, whether you were a great recruit or a bad recruit, you shouldn't go into the season saying, all right, guys. Well, if we go undefeated and get some help, then we may have a shot to win the championship. Like, what is this about? You know. So, I guess. so while it's we're just... talking changes, cut these, cut all these teams in half. Give me Division One, Division Two, and then all the rest. Well, I love I, the eighteen playoff is something that I have on my list. Is what will we will see in the next decade? I don't know if it will be in two oh, years. Dude, if it'll be in years, six yeah. years, it'll be soon. I think. And the, here's I have two other predictions for the 2020 uh for the the 20s the roaring 20s <laughs> my next one is that i think what we, what will be maybe not completely ubiquitous through college football might not we might not see it Good everywhere word. but i think it will be normal i think you'll actually see a lot of it is you will see teams play with two quarterbacks on the field at the same time and i'm not just talking about having one at, you know, line up as a wide receiver, as a decoy and do nothing. I think the next big thing, kind of like how the read option was like a new, a new thing in college football not too long ago, I think the next thing will be we're going to put two athletic guys in the backfield that can both run and can both throw, and you don't know where the snap is even going to. Imagine if instead of a quarterback and a running back lined up in the shotgun, you had two mobile quarterbacks. That's interesting. The snap could go either way. The uh, both quarterbacks could split and go opposite directions. I think that's an, a, a wrinkle that is coming because I just look at ways. And I don't, I'm not a football coach. I don't know, you know, the the real deep ins and outs of offensive systems and whatnot. But I look at how an, another team can gain an edge on other teams, and I think that what you'll see is that there are guys like uh, the, what actually brought this to me. I was watching a, a Maryland game, strangely enough, a couple of years ago. And they had a running quarterback named, uh, I think it was Tyrone Pigram. They called him Piggy. His last name is Pigram. I, I may have gotten his first name wrong. But he was good enough to play quarterback, and he could easily play running back too. And I thought, why don't you l- put him at the running back position and in, run some trick in plays? In this scenario you're talking about, which I could absolutely it, – it's, it's really interesting what you're saying. And I could totally see this happening, and it would require probably – Athletic quarterbacks. Yeah, absolutely. A couple Lamar Jackson types yes. who could be on. And what I could see is, you know these trick plays where guys spread the field horizontally? Yes. And they do the throwback. Right. Like, things like they that. They have offensive linemen yeah, lined exactly, up wide. Yes. That could change the game. Yep. And that's very interesting. And I maybe you don't even uh, need two 
athletic quarterback. You could just need one that, yeah, exactly. that where you this guy is a real threat to where the other quarterback could hand it off to him. He could throw to him. You could snap it to that quarterback, and he could throw. Yeah. I think that is a new wrinkle that, that, that you will see offensive like coaches yeah. using in the next decade. Like and finally, my last one is that I mentioned before kind of the tiers of college football. Obviously, the top tier being Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and then I, I would put LSU and Georgia – Right, be- right behind them, very close. They're not on the same level as Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, but they're very close. If LSU wins this, they're absolutely right there, and Georgia's very close. I think everyone else is kind of chasing those five teams. I think you will see a new team enter that top tier. University of Colorado Buffaloes. No, not my guess, unfortunately, Tyler. Sorry. But I do think that by the time 2030 rolls around, we will look and look for some of those teams might not even be in that top tier anymore. Who knows? Maybe Nick Saban retires and the replacements don't go well. We don't, there's no way to totally predict the future. But the team that I think will return to dominance, and we've seen them be dominant before, is Southern California, USC. I know that they're the team that every year people look at the Pac-12 and say, when is USC going to be better? We've talked, we guessed all year long Clay Helton would be fired. He's not, but they didn't extend his contract. They didn't renew his contract. They're just going to let him work out his last one. Even if the next coach they hire this time next year doesn't do it, I think 10 years from now they will eventually find someone that can return them to what USC was under Pete Carroll, and I think we will see that. I agree. I truly USC is going to be back. It's easier for them to get not back. Not just back. I mean like powerhouse sure, back. Sure, that's sure. what I think. And that's where they should be. Yeah. As a little exercise, do you want to rewind 10 years? Yes. And look at I the love 2010? It. Yes. Top 25? The, 20, the aughts is yes. what they call those. All right. So this is the top 25 in 2010. Let's start with number one, Alabama. <laughs> Shocker. Man, what, right? what a run by Saban, honestly. Number two, Ohio State. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> All right, now here's where things get weird. Okay. Okay. Number three, Boise State. How about that? Wait, this was the final season rankings? This was the preseason. Oh, good call. Probably preseason. Nope. I don't remember Boise ever finishing in the top three. See, this is why we got Will here, folks. Yes, yes. I okay. Mean, the final rankings. Final rankings. Okay. Okay, we're redoing it. Al, uh, number one, Auburn. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was championship year. Yes. Uh, with uh, Gene Chizik, I yes, believe. Yes, yes. Number two. TCU. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gary Patterson's big yeah. year. Man, what a trip. Number three, Oregon. Yep. Okay. Number four, Stanford. Damn. Harbaugh. Number five. Harbaugh at his peak. Ohio State. Yep. Number six, Oklahoma. Number seven, Wisconsin. Eight, LSU. Nine, Boise. Ten, Alabama. And I want to go two more. Okay. Okay. 11, Nevada. Wow. 12, Arkansas. And, man, those two you teams are in a, very different spots. You talk about how things change. Yeah. Now, again, I'm going to repeat teams in the top 10. And the reason why we're doing this is because it's so tough to, to break predict. Through. Well, to predict what schools will actually stay here right. and which won't because it's so tough to stay at the top. Yep. And it's just as easy right now to say Alabama as Ohio State as Clemson, but the numbers say one of those three in 10 years will be an average team. So 10 years ago, these teams were in the top 10 and cemented in the top 10. TCU, 
Oregon, Stanford, Wisconsin, Boise. I mean, Will, yep. it's crazy how things change in a decade. Oregon's close. They're still very, very competitive. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's crazy that, you, you know, just it also goes to show you how hard it is to be one of those consistently successful programs like in Alabama, like in LSU, like in Oklahoma, Ohio State, those teams that are there basically every year. They're, all, they're always there. That's not easy to keep up. You have to you have to give credit to not just the coaches there, but the athletic departments, the entire institution. Oh, totally for keeping the program. In you shape. keep getting players. You keep, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. You keep winning. It's tough. So, do you have any other predictions for the the Roaring Twenties? No, no, not no. for college football. But okay. I have a couple things for us next year. Yeah, let's okay. do it. So this year we forced games in the playoffs or in the bowls, mm-hmm. and we didn't in the regular season. I'm gonna. I want to get rid of forcing games in the bowls ah. next year because it screwed me and put me in a corner this year and I could not nobody puts baby in a corner I almost couldn't get out of it okay so what I, I thought do, you were going to say we were going to have one force game every week that's what I want to do oh okay I want to have but then none for bowl season two force games every week okay but then no forces in the bowls we could do one or two a week or something like that but not every game Shh. yeah whatever yeah Tyler just wanted to change the rules that, I that am, because softly I got, secured his victory. Yes, because I got slaughtered in the playoffs because he started forcing every win, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. I, no, I like the idea of forcing at least one or two for for each week. It, well, I think we should at least one. one. At least one, if not two. I think we should have two a week. Two forced two for, uh, bet for, board but, picks. But not forced bet boards, two likes. Forced plays, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if we agree, we agree, but... Two forced games that you have to like because there were multiple weeks that I came in and I'm like, I don't like any games. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's the professional gambler in you, and obviously I I have the different perspective. Right. You know what? What could be a fun one too is if we we have one forced game to, where we give a play that's our pick, and then we have one where the other one goes, I'm forcing you to pick one here. Where, where you you have the button for the other oh, person's wow. first play, and so but it's a game, and they can take either the side for either team or the total. Yeah, but either way, I say like Tower's like, oh, I hate this game, and I go, I'm using my 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 card this your, week. Your must bet, my and must bet. Have, and, and Maybe you only have a few of those per something. season. Maybe not one per week. I like that though. Okay. That's a very good idea. Yeah. I'm down. Okay. I am down. Down like a clown, Charlie Brown. We got to get to George saying I'm down, by the way, for sound. I am down. Count me down. Mark me down. Uh, Well, that's our predictions for 2020. Now, Tyler, the one thing I wanted to, uh, another thing we we needed to, we talked about, obviously, the Tyler's outdated movie reviews. It's been a segment we've done all year long. We've done a few here already. And Tyler, you watched Die Hard. Yes, I did. Now, I have a couple questions for you before you just give your review. Mm -hmm. My first question is it a Christmas movie in your opinion? That's what you're starting me off with. Yeah. Before anything, yes. we're going. It's a hot debate. It's with, a debate. Is it a Christmas? It's a hot movie? debate in the streets. I hear people. T- you know, I was walking down the street the other day, and I just heard Die Hard's a Christmas movie. How's people were talking? So here's the thing. Yeah. Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas. movie. I love you. I love you. Now let me tell you why. Because I want to give my. I want to give my. Elaborate. I want to give my all of it. I don't evaluate if something is a Christmas movie based on the percentage of the plot that has to do with the actual act of Christmas. Which it still has some of that. It still has some of that, but that's not what I base it on. What I base the question and answer, is this a Christmas movie, on? Okay, what I base that on. 
will I watch this movie now that I know it exists? Will I watch it every every Christmas? year around Christmas time? Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. I'm not great. just now. Will I also watch it in July? Whatever. Sure, yes, but I'm going to make a point to watch during Christmas. It's always just on like during I, Christmas. Just like I told you in the audience this year, I, I have a tradition. Every Christmas, I love to watch Christmas episodes right. of my favorite shows. It makes me, I love it. it. It makes me feel really good. I laugh at these shows. They, they, there's really good Christmas episodes for Simpsons and Always Sunny and South Park and Seinfeld. Sure. And so I love that. And, and, and it's always a tradition. And guess what? Part of my tradition will now be watching Die Hard because it is, in fact, a a, a movie that you... And I don't want to say... Because here's the thing where we, I'm assuming, because I'm kind of new to this whole thing, I'm assuming the debate is caught up in the definition of what's a Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure. Right? Because no one would argue that there's Christmas scenes in there. What people who... I'm, I'm assuming people who say it's not a Christmas movie, they say... No, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a Christmas movie. Yep. This is a movie that has to do with Christmas. Yes. But I disagree with that because... It's about ju- the Christmas spirit, it's, right? Well, it, it's during Christmas. It, there's so many Christmas references. Yeah. There's so many Christmas songs. The, you feel the Christmas vibe. You know, I feel like it's watched the most during Christmas, so therefore my vote is yes, it's a Christmas movie. I'm so happy you said that. And I just to piggyback on that, I think that it also celebrates you know the spirit of christmas you have people coming together families coming together Ooh, that's good. That's deep. people that don't know each other maybe transcending race like you have the police officer and you have john mcclain and they have this wow. great bond that's formed through this terrible ordeal that they are being put through and, and they can only talk through radio this is next level this you it's, should be a movie critic. christmas i am a movie critic just so you know can i give you my one and only owen wilson impression based on that <laughs> yeah Wow. That's that's your best impression yet. Wow. Just so you know, Tyler's best impression, 100%. It's a Christmas movie. I love it. Is. It. it is. So, it so is. So now let's just go to your review. Tyler's so the review, outdated movie the review. The review. Die Hard. This movie was awesome. I mean, this is why I love 90s action films. Yes. Man, it has everything. It's got the corny lines. I love when uh, in the beginning where there's the guy who's who's hunting for him. The, the, Carl. Call and he's looking for him and he goes uh, and he says something to him. He says, you should try this. And, and and Bruce Willis goes, oh yeah. And he like knocks the gun out of his hand. Boom. That's what my or uh, what's it or uh, that's what my captain keeps telling that's me. That's what my captain tells me. <laughs> yeah. And he like yeah. beats him. And what he and says to him is he goes, he goes, you're a policeman. You can't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, no, you have rules. You have rules. Yeah. You can't hurt me. That's what my captain tells me. And then he punches yes. him. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I love Dude, it. I love the cheesy lines. I love the whole field. It's Bruce Willis. By the end, he's limping. Yeah. He's got, the glasses, he's got the shirt off and the always sunny yes! reference. The duct tape. <laughs> Where he's got the gun in his in behind, and they're all laughing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and he looks. Around, I knew. I told you before you watched gun it. From you behind, would, yeah. it's duct taped on his back, yep. and he pulls the gun. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! Yeah, which also, yes. I'm glad you, you didn't watch it edited because that was my next note. Is that ne- next time if you're if it's on TBS and you're scrolling and you click on it, you're like, oh, whatever. I'm gonna watch <laughs> Die Hard, which will happen. I've seen that movie so many times now. 
and the edited version is hilarious. Did, and that's another always always sunny referenced it in that same episode because what he says when he when Frank from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Dan DeVito's character, <laughs> when he pulls the gun, he goes, Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real thing. There was a TV network that edited M- Motherfucker as Mr. Falcon. No. That was the TV edited <laughs> version. It's not the standard one. Lots of them just, you know, like bleep it out or right. they cut it out. But there was one where someone on TV found that they changed it, and it was so funny because he's like, yippee-ki-yay, and it's in Bruce Willis's voice, and it's like, Mr. Falcon. What a solid movie. Mr. Falcons, the el- dude. The elevator scenes. Yes. Everything, yeah. man. It it's was awesome. Fun. It's a great like movie. How he's walking down to the guy. The, the dude in the uh, limo, he's just yeah. oblivious to him. Argyle. Oh, yeah. Argyle, bro. <laughs> and he actually dude. is kind of a hero at Oh, the yeah. End. He comes through at the end, yeah, rams man. him with his truck. No, oh, I That movie's you, great. And so the next joy is that all of the other... There's, well, there's like, there's four other diehards. There's they made more sequels, diehards? And the first three are awesome. Die Hard 2 is, re- is pretty good. Die Hard 3, which is called Die Hard with a Vengeance, Tyler, that one is almost as good as the first one. I Everything past that, Die Hard 4 sucks. This is why we do the movie segment. I was not planning on watching this, and I do have a clip from the movie to play for you yes. thanking me to watch this movie, yep. Will. Thanks for the advice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's right. I would have never watched it if it weren't for you. Tyler, Booby. So, How about that one? So, Hans, so, Booby. So, so what should we do? Machine guns for the rating system? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, so How many? Oh, wait. Out of 100. How many machine, machine guns? Machine guns. We're going to go... 97 and a half. Oh, I love and it. And the only reason is because it wasn't completely flawless. There's a couple things here or there. If sure. you want to get really, really sure. picky, 97 and a half, fantastic movie, had everything I wanted. I was hooked from... You, the, one of the best things about this movie is it gets you from like 30 seconds in. Yeah. It just goes. Yep. hits the ground running. I love the movie. Give me more like this next year. Okay. You give me this and you give me fucking Forrest Gump. I'm sitting there bawling my eyes out. It's three and a half hours long. Oh, it takes Forrest up my Gump whole is good afternoon. For different reasons. And yes. Forrest Gump, I'm learning these whole cultural things like life is like a box of chocolates or <laughs> it's like that is why he said that. That's now, not, that now doesn't make any sense. Now you know about yippee ki Mr. Falcon. You and can I'm use, very happy You can with drop it. Mr. Falcons anytime you like, yippee even at the church, around your Mr. mom. Falcon. You can always say Mr. Falcon. It was a wonderful movie. 97 and a half machine guns. Yeah. Bruce Willis, he killed it. He still had hair too, Bruce by Willis. the way. Yeah, he's a stud. That movie is great. And you mentioned that there's like a few plot holes you can kind of poke at, but for a 90s action no, movie, it was very great. few. It was, it was it's great. very well done. It holds up completely. The acting in it is great. You got Professor Snape uh, as Hans yes, Gruber, dude. the bad guy. It's a great movie. It was it. fantastic. That's honestly one of my favorites. I'm yes. glad you enjoyed it. Thanks for the advice. <laughs> it was great, Will. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Love it. The sponsor for today's show, Woos Media. Are you a small business owner? Are you a large business owner? Do you need help with digital marketing, helping marketing your business, your product? Check out Woos Media online at woosmedia.com. By the way, if you're confused on the spelling, that's W-O-O-Z-E, woosmedia.com. They are experts in digital marketing. Obviously, uh, our podcast is under the Woos Media umbrella. There are multiple podcasts that Woos Media sponsors. There's more coming next year. But Woos Media also does digital marketing. It's very good. It's targeted marketing. It's making sure that the customer, your demographic, the customers you want specifically, they will see your advertisements, see your product, learn about your business. So make sure you check them out online at woosmedia.com. They're also on Twitter at woosmedia. 
we are back, Tyler. Will it's the last game of the season. <sighs> Our breakdowns normally much longer, multiple games. The end of the season, but it's the biggest game of the year. So, Tyler, what do you say we break it down? We break uh, down the championship. Game. Let's do it, Will. All right, we have the NAF championship game: LSU, the Tigers versus Clemson. Wait, are you sure that's the right matchup? Of the Tigers, we got Tiger on Tiger violence here. Uh, LSU, a five and a half, six point favorite, depending on where you find it. I believe they opened closer to four, and it jumped very six. quickly. It's Let's at six go now. six. six. Yes, okay. I think that would be the consensus. Yeah, for sure. Look, I don't have to tell our listeners about these teams. If if you're a college football fan with a pulse, you've been watching LSU all year. You maybe haven't been watching that many Clemson games in the regular season, but you certainly saw them. I'm pl- sorry to interrupt you, yeah, man. Yeah, interrupt me. Let's just say five and a half because I do believe that's probably the right consensus. Now. Yeah, yeah, okay. around the market. So cool. five and a half. Five and a half. We'll stick with five and a half. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I think I only watched two regular season Clemson games, maybe three. I only I only watched one of them all the way through, and that was the uh, the Texas A&M game. They didn't play a, a. They played a very soft schedule. People didn't know what Clemson was. And a lot of people picked them, obviously. They were favored against Ohio State, and they won, and they covered, I believe, too. And people still didn't know what to expect. Now, after seeing them beat a very good... This is an Ohio State team that all year long, Tyler, you and I talked about it. People all over the, the country talked about it, them being the best team in the country, and they certainly were one of the best teams in the country. And Clemson still hadn't played anybody all year, and they found a way to get it done. Obviously, Dabo Swinney does an incredible job with, uh, with with big games. He's one of the best big game coaches in the country. And since becoming the since becoming the starter in Week Five last year against Syracuse, Trevor Lawrence he's never lost a game. He's twenty five and zero straight up. And by the way, he's nineteen and six against the spread over those twenty five uh, starts, including the national championship game last year when they blew at Alabama for forty four to sixteen. So we know about Trevor Lawrence. We know about Travis Etienne and all the talent they have out wide, right? But their defense is maybe the best part of their whole team. They're one of the best defensive teams in the whole country, Tyler. And they were they were able to hold Ohio State, which was, I believe, the number two scoring offense all year long. It's only 23 points. And then you look at Clemson's defense compared to LSU. They're better than, than, than LSU in almost every category. They allow almost half the points per game. Now, obviously, you got to take that with a grain of salt with their schedule, but still, they're only giving up 11.5 points per game. Uh, they're, they're giving up 150 yards through the air per game. That's that's top five in the country, 112 rushing yards per game. They're absolutely dominating all of the defensive stats. I mean, LSU's defense isn't bad either, but I think Clemson's defense has proven much better. And then you look at the offense, I think it's a similar story where LSU's offense is overall much better. They may not run the ball as much as Clemson, but that's because they're passing their passing game has just been so prolific. And so when you look at this game, I think I'm interested to know if you agree with me on this, Tyler. I think LSU is going to score. I think LSU is going to score 30 or more. And so when you're picking this game, you have to ask yourself, how much, how much is Clemson going to score? Can, can the LSU defense, which looked amazing against Oklahoma, can they hold Clemson to 28 points or less? I here's man, I'm really torn because I think LSU will win this game and I've been wanting to pick LSU this whole time. When we, you made me give a, you know, a pre-breakdown pick in last week's show Tyler and I picked LSU and the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking I I'm I feel like I'm forced to take Clemson just because of the points here. 
just because it's six points. Tyler, help me out here. <clears throat> I'm taking Clemson as well. We're we're we're, we're not that different, you and I. <laughs> um, I like Clemson in this game. I think Clemson. I'm gonna have multiple bets. Really, I'm gonna have Clemson plus six because the five and a half is what's readily available now, but you can find six if you shop around. So I'm going to have plus Actually, six. I'm seeing plus six and a half available at Bovada. See, that's the thing is I was looking at Bet Online, which is a much sharper book. Uh-huh. So it's going to be any because I use Bovada a, a, a lot too. Right. I actually prefer the Square books, to be honest. Yep. So anywhere right now from five and a half to six and a half, that shows the volatility market to market. I will, I, let's just say six then. I will take, I will have Clemson plus six for sure. I'm also going to have Clemson in a, in a teaser, plus 12. And I'm also going to have Clemson Moneyline because I believe Clemson About is... Plus 200-ish, so, plus yes, 190. Yes, yes, I think Clemson is so undervalued here. Now, here's what I want to do. Let's go kind of tier by tier because you mentioned something and I want to go... I just want to... Let's go unit by unit, okay? I want to do that right now with you. And let's go and see how they match up. And I want to see if this changes the way you're thinking about the game. Because I can tell you're torn. You're on my side. I'm on Clemson, as I told you. But let's go, okay? Offensive line for Clemson. Four seniors, one sophomore, against a defensive line for LSU. I give the upper hand to Clemson. Here's why. We saw a Clemson team wear down Ohio State in the second half. I firmly believe the first quarter of that game was Clemson going, holy shit, this is big boy football. This is what it feels like. We just got done playing 13 games, including the ACC championship, with far inferior opponents. Yeah, It took a half, a quarter and a half at least, for them to wake up. For sure. Then they did. The offensive line, I think, did what they wanted to, double team or not, for Ohio State. So I think the offensive line has the upper hand against this younger Ohio State defensive line, albeit everyone knows Chase Young. I still think the upper hand goes to Clemson, who's going to handle him very well. What do you think for that matchup? Wait, are you talking about against Clemson's Ohio State? Ohio's, Clemson's offensive line versus Ohio State's defensive line. I still would have given the edge to Ohio State's defensive so line we before disa- the game. So we disagree yeah. there. Maybe now I'd say they're even. That's but what that's I what I'm say. asking you yes. right now. Yep. Clemson? I would say they're evenly matched. So I'll be the tiebreaker and give a slight edge to Clemson. You okay. say even. Okay? Let's flip it. Ohio State's offensive line, de- Clemson's defensive line. Okay. Ohio, I would go Ohio State's offensive line. I would there. also go Ohio, State, Ohio State's offensive line. Yeah. Okay, so it's kind of 1 1. Yep. Now we go to the secondary and we go receivers against secondary. And although LSU, good receivers, separation all year, there's a great metric. I forget what website it is. LSU's receivers have actually gotten the second most separation this year from any receiver group, any receiver core. Yeah, they have probably the best receivers in the, in the country. I agree. But when you compare receivers to secondary, I believe LSU is not at the advantage. Clemson has the advantage both. You think their secondary is better than LSU's receivers? Let me explain why. Clemson's secondary right now. If you look at many mock drafts, and these aren't wishy-washy mock drafts. These are real Mel Kuyper, NBC. Mock drafts, and if you look at the history, they have real validation. Clemson, right now on defense, cornerback, A.J. Farrell, expected to be a first-round pick. Safety, Isaiah Simmons, expected to be not only a first-round pick, a top-ten pick. Um, Will, 
Two guys were in the secondary, okay? Expected to go to the NFL next year in the first round. The other two expected to go the following years. They're just not eligible right now. My whole thing with Clemson, they've got a full NFL secondary. They just don't have the stats to prove it because they haven't seen it this year. No one wants to test these guys. If you look at what the scouts are saying about Clemson's defense, you're right. You had the correct reaction. What are you talking about? LSU's got a great offense. I completely agree with that. But when you mat when you talk purely matchups, LSU's defense compared to Clemson's offense, and then Clemson's defense compared to LSU's offense, I think Clemson holds the advantage in both. Mm, okay, what I would push back on, I I, I don't I know that uh, Clemson has great defensive backs. By the way, obviously the guys you mentioned are incredible, but if anything, I'd say there may be. Even because you look at LSU's receivers between Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Terrence Marshall, those guys are all three NFL caliber receivers. And so, you, I think what you're saying is that you, while everyone knows about the NFL talent for the LSU receivers, they maybe don't quite recognize exactly, it. it's exactly, on the same level exactly, for the Clemson exactly, secondary. Exactly. And where you were just going right there, let's also not forget, and, and while we're doing a full handicap here, let's also not forget LSU has a very good secondary as well. And if yeah. I were to identify one strength for each team. It is their secondary. And this is weird because we're expecting a high-scoring game. We think that both teams are going to find their ways because this is 2020, folks. This is what college football offenses do. You're going to find what Joe Brady's going to find a way to score some touchdowns. Dabo Sweeney and that offense going to find a way to score some touchdowns. That's just college football. But if you ask me, the secondary on both teams, far and away, the best units for each team. Now, let's look at LSU, okay? We just mentioned the great... Uh, in terms of NFL talent going, yeah, uh, uh, Kristen Fulton or Christian, excuse me, Christian, Christian Fulton, Fulton for LSU, he's going to be borderline first, second round pick. Uh, defensive end, not secondary, but let's look at the pressure they're going to be getting on the quarterback, which will help the secondary. Yeah, the end, kind of an edge rusher. Uh, Clavon Shiasen, if, 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 if am I saying that right? I don't know. I think I am. Sure. I think it's Clavon Shiasen, first round pick. And again, in the secondary, safety, Grant Delpit expected to go yeah, Grant late first round. Yeah. Will, we're talking about between the two championship teams, <laughs> we could see four or five players drafted just in the secondary. For sure. We're talking cornerbacks and safeties first or second round. This is going to be unbelievable talent on the field. This is what I love about college football. At this point in the year, you yeah. get these great matchups. But, Will, it's funny. You start to go, and this is what we're doing right now, receivers to secondary, secondary to receivers. Both teams have great secondaries. Both teams, great receivers. It's tough to really find the edge. Because you mentioned finding the edge with Clemson's offensive line and defensive line against Ohio State, but how do you do 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 the same thing for – because I think you're right. I would give Clemson's offensive line maybe a slight edge over the LSU defensive line, but I would give LSU's offensive line a very – a very real edge over Clemson's defensive line. That's what I think. I think LSU has one of the best offensive lines in the whole nation. You think LSU is one of the best offensive yeah, lines? Yeah, and I think that even though Clemson's been known, they, uh, they have a, but re- a recent the, history but here, of putting defensive linemen in the NFL, but I they under- lost some guys last I year. I understand that, but they're also, if you look at adjusted sack rate, they're top 10 in the country in adjusted sack rate. Yeah. They're allowing 112 rushing yards a game. So yeah. a lot of people want to look at who they lost last year, which is valid. They lost a lot of good guys, but... I think that the proof's in the pudding. And if you're going to tell me that they have an inferior defensive line, I believe off uh, 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 Ohio State would have taken advantage of that last week. 
I think over the course of 60 minutes, that great Ohio State line would have eventually broken through. That's why I think that's such a telling game. You can't often or always take so much information from one game, but when we have 12 data points for Clemson that we really don't know much about, you have to put a lot of stock in that Ohio State game. So I think yeah. that we can look at Clemson's defensive line and say for sure. they're going to match up really well with LSU's great offensive line, yeah. man. Now, if we had, just as a, a thought experiment, if we had switched, let's say that Ohio State got the, or no, let's say that Clemson got the number one ranking going in. Clemson plays Oklahoma and LSU plays Ohio State. Do you think Clemson beats Oklahoma as bad as LSU beat them? Oh, yeah. And do you think that the oh, outcome yeah. between LSU and Ohio State was was similar to the Clemson-Ohio State one? Do you think LSU wins that in kind of similar fashion? I actually do, Will. I believe both games turn out very, very similar. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I do. I think that's the biggest question mark here because maybe this line is a that's little a bit... That's a great way to put a, it, too. Maybe this line is just a reflection of, well, LSU just... I mean, they had seven. Uh, Joe Burrow had seven touchdowns in the first half against Oklahoma. But you're right; they played these two teams played very different competition. The matchup for Clemson was much tougher. And this is not a this is, We're not disrespecting Oklahoma here by saying they're not on the same level as Ohio State. I think that that's a completely fair, fair uh, assessment here and a fair thing to say. But even still, there, there's, there's something about this LSU mystique this year where they just feel like the team of destiny. They feel like nothing will get in their way. In every big game, they've they've shown up at every single moment. Obviously, just Clemson hasn't had that many games, and they did show up, especially in the second uh, quarter and beyond against Ohio State. But they still showed some flaws. I mean, they were getting their asses kicked for the whole first quarter. If Ohio State executes a little bit better in the red zone, which I know you can't just say that because Clemson has a great red zone defense and a great red zone offense, but there, there's a really good chance that Ohio State could have been up huge at halftime there against Clemson, whereas I feel like LSU hasn't, since the old Miss game like where they gave up 600 yards, they haven't shown a weakness. What I am saying is that I think LSU is the better team. I think LSU wins, and frankly, I'm going to be rooting for them. I want Coach O to win. I, I want Joe Burrow to get this championship. Uh, and it's not a dislike for Clemson. I just, I, I've, I'm all aboard the LSU train this year. It's been so much fun. But what I am saying is that if I'm going to pick this game from a gambling standpoint, it's really hard for me to just, I, I don't know that there's a six point difference here. And I know we're going to stick with five and a half. But honestly, Tyler, part of me wants to take, here, here's what I'll say. If one team is going to blow out the other one, do you think it's it's more likely it's LSU than blowing out Clemson? Because that's what I think. I think if one team's going to win by 15 or more, it's got to be LSU. I can't I mean, see Clemson, probably, Clemson beating LSU so by unlike, 17 I, or I more. I think it's so unlikely. I don't know, man. There's something. there. Is, and here's, it here's, sounds like you're talking yourself into LSU. I kind of am. Okay, and <laughs> here's what I'm thinking right now. And, and I was going to mention this before, but this I think this is maybe the biggest factor in this game outside of the X's and O's and all that. This is the biggest emotional factor. This game is being played in New Orleans. This game, if if there's, obviously everyone knows that Coach O is a great motivator. That's obvious. You can see it on the field. His players fight for him. And if, if he's going to, if there's ever going to be an emotional edge for them, maybe a home field advantage, you have to imagine that the Superdome, the New Orleans Dome, is going to be full of more LSU fans than Clemson fans. That's a, basically a home game for them. Baton Rouge is like an hour or less from New Orleans. That's a big-time advantage for them. That's where they want. I bet you when they started the year, before the season even started, Coach O went up and said, here's our goals, and our last goal is playing in the Mercedes Superdome in New Orleans for a national championship. They're there. 
I, it, I, it's stupid. I don't think that either team is less motivated, but I think that gives them an emotional edge. I just don't know how much fans in the stands add to these games. Fans in the stands. Yeah, I hear it all the time. I, it it has to because home games are worth points, right? Is that well, worth a point? Is it worth a point with it being in New Orleans as opposed to it, Clemson having, having it, to travel it, from South Carolina? At, at most, it's worth a point. It, I think it's worth a point. And I don't know. Here's what I'm going to say. Take LSU. I, I, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to take LSU because guess what? I don't have a chance. Oh. Anyway, how about this, though? I want to proposition you, Tyler. Oh, my God. I'm taking LSU. Okay. He's you want bet? Bet for what? a game. Would you like to bet on it? Mine is, we're, we're sticking at five and a half. If how about oh, I bet we are. How about how about <laughs> this? On. If LSU, I was thinking of five and a half. If you LSU, just said it's six and a half. No, on no, 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 no. You we you said we were gonna. On, on, you said on five and a half is a consensus, and right, I agree with you. Right. I, we were just. I, I already showing, have the season trophy. I only care. said six and a half. I already have the trophy it's available. Or do you? I already have the or trophy. Or do you? Because here's what I'm I presenting. What if I, I did this, smart. Tyler? I am too smart. <laughs> this I is the longest drop. I, I hate this drop. It's, it's so fucking long. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. <laughs> um, so what, how about this? How about instead of me taking just LSU, I take LSU minus 15. <laughs> and if that happens, it's worth three and I no, win No, absolutely not. I'm not going to give you a way to do What's this. What's the number? What's the number? There what is need? no number. The, Tw- this 20? Minus it's over. 20, you it's still win. The season is over, Will. <laughs> All right, how about uh, it's worth two and I at least get to tie? No, it's this <laughs> done. The game is over. All We're right, putting fine. a bow on this fine. season. I have the trophy. Yeah. And that's it. You're scared, Tyler. You're scared. All right, well, that's fine. I'm still, you know what? You're right. I talked myself into it. I'm taking LSU minus five and a half. I've been torn on this game all week long. And I felt like I wanted to take Clemson just because of the points. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm saying I can't turn my back on Coach O. He's going to do it. I, I think they're going to win. That's that's it. And well, they're going to cover. Like we just said, I think Clemson has the advantage with in more matchups when you look across the board. Actually, for quarterbacks, I also believe they have the advantage. And here's why. Oh, Everyone talks Tyler. about Joe Burrow. If you look at they ESPN. You won the Heisman. But I believe exactly, Will. The Heisman look at, curse? Look, yes. Look at Heisman players, what they've done in bowl games and post-Heisman trophy ceremony, whether it's in the NFL or college, if they come back for another year. It is not good. Yeah. And I'm willing to fade that. I, I firmly believe in fading ESPN. Now, a lot of people listening may be saying, what is he talking about? It's, it's ESPN is usually... From the eyes of a, of, a, of a better, ESPN is the collection of the squares. And ESPN, all they've been talking about for the last couple weeks is Joe Burrow. And guess who no one's talking about? Oh, yeah, next year's first overall NFL pick. So I'm not saying that Sunshine is great and Joe Burrow's a bum. I'm saying you think we've he's all actually f- better. I'm saying we've all forgotten what's going on with Clemson, and it's so easy to forget. But I'm actually surprised here, Will, because what happens, and what I always criticize the public for, is being too uh, prisoner of the moment. And what will happen all the time is you'll see, you know, uh, a team who has been so good all year, and they have one bad week. And then everyone's just fading them. Everyone's like, you know, Georgia after the South Carolina game. Yeah. Oh, pff, Georgia sucks. It's like, are we all sure? Because they lost one game the last month and a half against the spread after that right. SC game. Everyone jumps off the bandwagon. So what I'm surprised with is last week, a lot of people, the public was on Ohio State. Clemson goes out, beats Ohio State in the second half. 
Was it, and now the public's back on LSU. Was it the way Clemson won that it was so back and forth for a long time? Or is it that LSU, the Clemson, that the public thinks LSU is that good? I think because it's a little either bit way, both. I'm willing to fade either yeah. way because you just mentioned Joe Burrow and all that. I just think we're forgetting. My, my whole point to all of that was I just think we're forgetting how good Clemson is. And despite them beating Ohio State last week, that didn't do enough to shake the general public and say, bet on Clemson because the money's coming in on, on, on LSU. The the public doesn't think Clemson can win. And I honestly will. I think that plus 185 is fucking laughable. For a money line. For the money yeah. line. I'm going to have some serious money on Clemson money line because plus 185. It's great odds. That implies, and let me pull it up quickly here, for, for those who don't know. Um, what is that, like a 38% it, it, chance it, yeah, of yeah. winning? Those all correlate to percentages. Yeah. So when you hear minus 200, minus whatever, they all correlate to an exact percentage. Minus one, or what I'm gonna was guess, it? I'm going to guess th- uh, it's plus 190, right? One, 185. Uh, 85, yeah. I'm going to guess 38% chance. That's my guess. 35%. Hey, okay. Very close. Uh, yeah. Well, listen. So if you're telling me that if, and here's a good way to do it in your head, right? Statistics. If LSU and Clemson play 100 times, 100 times yeah. you really think Clemson's only going to win 35 of those and LSU's going to win 65? Hell and no. It's going to be at least, at worst, 60-40. I mean, right. LSU probably wins 60 of those. So they're undervalued. Exactly. Yeah. That's the point. Is What they're charging is not equivalent to the true yeah. odds. Clemson's getting disrespected here. But maybe it's not just that... Because you said, is it just that people saw that, you know... Here's the other thing that you have to remember, too, is that they were one... that The, the game-winning play for them was that interception. And if, if Justin Fields doesn't make that mistake if he throws that ball a little bit earlier or throws it just a hold on to it for a second and sees the receiver breaking out Ohio State wins that game yeah and then we're still now we're talking about Ohio State versus versus LSU and so and, I, and you're exactly right it but, doesn't but, mean but that the LSU loss, is perfect no, no, no. I'm not saying that and I completely agree with that but the lost part of that example right there is how elite Ohio State was yeah absolutely we had three elite teams this year yeah. Clemson Ohio State and LSU Ohio State was so good man yeah. so that's what gets lost in that in that is well Ohio State if they would have won they're just as deserving yeah I mean you know and they're blowing and if let's say they beat Wisconsin handily they don't give up that number one spot it could be Ohio State versus Clemson in the championship game yeah, right now. Yeah, you never know. Exactly, exactly. So you're right from a value standpoint, but I'm just going strictly off of emotional and feeling. And, and I don't like doubting and questioning Dabo Swinney and Clemson in big games. I've been all over him in big games the last few years, especially in the playoff. Last year they were my pick to win the national championship game early in the season when everyone was still saying it was Alabama. And I'm just ve- I'm very torn, but to me there is – this LSU team just has a feel to them. It has a feel of a team of destiny. The story is writing itself with this being in New Orleans, the whole state of Louisiana being behind them. I'm all about it. I love Coach O, and I just think LSU really – I think LSU honestly could blow them out. I, I expect it to be a good game and a close game. So much talent. I think there is a – I'm going to say a 10% chance that LSU wins by 15 or more. Well, you know what they say, Will. Last game of the year. Brent can't hold anything back now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They can't. And I'm excited. This is going to be such a good game. I, th- I really th- believe it's going to be close and exciting. And obviously, it's, it's on Monday. Uh, we're recording 
on Tuesday right now. So the game is on Monday, and then we're going to be in the studio wrapping it up, uh, wrapping up the season, talking day about the game the day after. Yep. So I can't wait to be talking about it with you next week. Same I'm here, really, man. I'm looking forward to this. Same one. here. It so. was a good, uh, good year. Let's hope we ended with a uh, good game for the championship. For sure, it's been a great year. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at CFB Weekly. Check us out. Uh, tell your friends if you're if you're a listener. You know you have friends that are college football fans. Tell them about the show. Make sure you subscribe, download, rate, and review. Helps grow the show. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week.